to Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Waifu, waifu, Montel him. Is that you? What's up, 231? This is episode 231 of Mike Check Waifu, Waifu. As always, it's brought to you by Patreon. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu, Waifu to get access to the video version, early access to the video version of this podcast, to get exclusive access to the conversational podcast, The After Story, and to get access to Take Talk and Mike Check Manga and a bunch of other bonus content over at patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu, waifu. Uh, shout out to the Patreon producers, Christian, our archivist, Dre, the GoG, Rob from Dad Needs to Talk Podcast. Check out Dad Needs to Talk Podcast. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Johnny from Show Go High, Ted the Pro from Chaotic Culture, Explo- <laughs> explicitly Monique Williams, Nachi, Semi Sensei, Frozen. Saphir, T Money Fingers, thank you all so much for producing this and many other episodes of the podcast. We appreciate you. We couldn't do this without y'all. Uh, it means a lot to us. Um, speaking of meaning a lot to us, shout out to the Spotify rap. For the first time in about, I don't know, three and a half years, Montel, I signed into Spotify Podcasters. Yeah. Which is something I haven't done in so long because, again, we use Libsyn, and Libsyn kind of tracks all of our stats together. So all we ever see is the stats together. And it broke down Spotify. I had no fucking idea that our Spotify listens was as uh, deep as they are. So yeah. shout out to y'all on Spotify. If y'all could do us a favor, rate us on Spotify. We got 47, 41 ratings and a 4.7 star, which is, which is dope. I'm okay with it not being a perfect five. Because that means yeah. everybody that listens to us are real people that give real opinions on how they feel about the podcast. I don't listen. It don't matter what you rate us. Just rate us on Spotify. Rate us on iTunes. Most of our listens come from like iTunes and other podcasting services instead of Spotify. But a lot of people listen on Spotify as well. And I wanted to thank you all so much uh, over there for listening to us. I want to do something <clears throat> at the beginning of this episode before I di- dive into the rigmaroles and how you doing. I want to shout out to okay. uh, a couple of people specifically from Spotify. I did not know you could do this until I logged in because this is all brand new to me because I, like I said, I haven't logged in Spotify podcasters in three and a half years. But yeah, you, can, yeah, you can publish, resp- like people can re- like comment on episodes and you can like publish the responses. So for the first time I published a couple of responses we got and one comes from MW, uh, NW. <laughs> He's been listening for a very, very long time. He says uh, two months ago, on episode uh, on our first Mike Check Live, which is episode two one six, he says, "Great episode, favorite podcast to listen to for excellent anime recommendation and reviews." So MW, thank you so much for uh, for doing that. I uh, actually follow him on our Annie list as well, so I always see what he's watching and reading and, and what he's up to. He's, he's he's deep. He's deep. Also, let me go back here. We got another one from our guy, one of our Patreon producers, Semi Sensei. 
He says another great episode he, on this is on two twenty six. Mike check live three. He says another great episode from y'all. Also, the intermission song was crazy. I gotta listen to the. Uh, I gotta listen to it back to figure out the name. And that name is called Chromatic. It's from the Beast Coast's um, playlist. So if you haven't found the name yet, it's, it's called Chromatic. That song is it was incredible. I think I played it recently too. Um, maybe on Mike check live four, like at the beginning before we started. It's, it's a dope song. It's a dope song. So thank y'all over on Spotify. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, even just logging in from the last time I checked, we got a couple of new followers as well. Um, we we learned that 117 of y'all have this podcast as y'all top 10 on Spotify, just the Spotify listeners, by the way. Um, and then 75 of them uh, of y'all have it in y'all top five. And then 17 of y'all has it as y'all number one podcast on Spotify. So that shit is incredible, man. That's so dope. Like I said, most of our listeners even come, don't even come from Spotify. So to know that that many people listen to us on Spotify, like it's it's like like tens of thousands of y'all. It's fucking crazy. We we, we appreciate it so very much. Um, our community is 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 very quiet, uh, which I like uh, as far as social goes, yeah. and I absolutely love that. Like it's while we love to hear from y'all, like more than anything, we love hearing from y'all and love having y'all be a part of this show, but. Y'all are like silent killers out there. Y'all just listen and move on. And like, that shit means the world. And I, you don't, we don't really realize it because we don't dive too deep in our numbers per se <laughs> until like the Spotify rap came. I'm like, let me check this Spotify podcast. Just cause I saw shout out to show go high and dad needs to talk. They were posting theirs. I'm like, man, let me, let me check out. Let me check out what's going on with ours. Cause I haven't logged into this in three and a half years. I might as well see what's going on. And lo and behold, I find I mean, just so much detail and 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 unique. It's it's crazy. It's it's insane. So I can't thank y'all enough for listening. Like truly, it means the world to us. Because without y'all listening, we wouldn't be doing this, <laughs> or we probably would be doing it anyway. Probably to be would. honest, it's just a passion in this it's, at this point. Exactly, it's just a passion for us. We've been doing this for four years, Montel. Four yeah. years. We kind of OGs. It feels like. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. It's nice. Yeah, consistent and everything. Love y'all. Um, all right. To get into the show, though, I just wanted to get that out the way because I feel like that was super important to do because it, it it's very important to us. Now, tell how you feeling, brother? Because this is a this is a big episode. Oh yeah, I'm I'm good. Uh, it's been actually a pretty decent week for me outside of my phone. I'm having its own little technical issues, but if you can't notice, uh, if you're not watching the video version. Apollo is noticing that I'm apparently I'm a little fuzzy yeah. and uh, having some latency issues here. Um, someone hit a pole. Oh, uh, well, there you go. In, in my city this week, um, mm. literally right around the corner from me. And it knocked out the power from here all the way past Walmart. Damn. Uh, I now my head Walmart in the country. <laughs> right. My, my internet never went out though, because I have a, a, a little, well, so I have like this little UPC battery backup on my Wi-Fi. So my, my internet, my computer never turned off or anything. And, uh, they got the power back on, but I did get a message from Xfinity and AT&T saying, Hey, you may be experiencing power outages and, uh, or, or you may be experiencing internet outages. I never got an internet outage. My internet never went out, but it kind of makes sense if, I don't know if they still tinkering with what whatever they have to do and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, so I look a little fuzzy right now. Uh sadly. Uh you just got to have to listen to the the smooth sounds of my voice and, and enjoy Polo's visuals. 
<laughs> I mean, the, the video version isn't what we are predicating on anyway, which I would like for that to change. Like, I want to make sure y'all go over to youtube.com slash at Mike Check Waifu Waifu and subscribe. I want to start hey. building that up more. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're, I mean, you sound fine. So that's all that really matters. As long as you sound good, we're good. Um, all right, Till. How are you doing? Oh, shit. Yeah, me. Um, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but I've been fucking gaming per usual. It's literally my my career, my job, my life. I haven't been streaming, though, so I guess it really ain't my job because I haven't been making money from it. But <laughs> the, the, the gaming is, is crazy, and I got a lot to t- say about that particular portion of, of what we're going to talk, what I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but it's been good. So for those of you that don't know, I'm going through the Yakuza series. It's a game series that I, I kind of mm-hmm. missed in my time to catch up before uh, Like a Dragon Infinite. Like a Dragon was is one of my top five favorite games. That was the first Yakuza game I've ever played. And you didn't need to play the past Yakuza game to understand that one, because that's like a good jumping off point for like new people to the series. And it was great. It was a fantastic game. But Like a Dragon Infinite is bringing the main character from those classic Yakuza games into Infinite via a connection through a story per se. Mm. And um, there's a game that just came out called Like a Dragon Gaiden that kind of connects those two stories together and bring those two characters together. But before that, I wanted to play the previous games and it's six of them, seven of them technically. So I started with Yakuza 0. I beat that one. I beat Yakuza 1, Kiwami 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> so I beat four Yakuza games. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's about a total of, I don't know, 80, 90 hours. No, 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 more than that. More than that. I, 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 it's about... 160 hours of game that I've beaten. Um, That's crazy. Within the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's insane. I've been popping off. Uh, the games are great. Some of them, Yakuza 3 stinks. Um, 4 is a little bit better, but they're a little dated because they're like PlayStation 3 games, but I digress. So I'm on 5 right now, and 5 is the longest one out of all of them. So we'll take a you little bit longer to be. Huh? You loving it though? Two hours in, can't really say because it's just a lot of dialogue right now. But we'll we'll find out shortly. <laughs> I gotta yeah. beat I gotta beat them all though before January twenty fifth when Yakuza like a dragon infinite comes out. So plenty of time. Plenty of time. I'm starting to slow down now just so, so I can catch my breath because I've been literally so deep in the Yakuza games, it's it's crazy. Um but yeah, that's 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 for me. And you know, I'm gonna just keep it real with y'all. The holiday season depression. Um mm-hmm. I I suffer from depression severely but I handle it in, in very different ways by like taking time to be by myself and, and kind of just focusing on so again I know a lot of people are waiting for the take talk the uh the boys take talk I haven't yeah. been able to work on that this week because I I can't you know depression is a real thing so if you're suffering from it do whatever you need to do to make sure you can get past it without you know harming yourself or others so just Again, if you need to talk to somebody, make sure y'all do that. It's a it's a debilitating thing. And yeah. if you need help from it, try to get it as best as you can or do whatever you can to get through it. Uh, and that's what I've been doing. And that's what I've been doing is gaming and that's been helping me through it. So now I wanted to say, is it the seasonal depression kind of thing? Not really, because the seasons, the season don't I don't really care too much about the, you know, the holiday right. season like Christmas and, and, and Thanksgiving and stuff like that. It does suck thanksgiving time because i always do 
it was always traditions that I did with my family. We used to get to get up. Tell was always a he's he seen them. We used to get together during Thanksgiving, and even if nobody was eating food, they'd be karaoke or just sitting and talking and having a good time. And being away from that sucked this year. Um, my significant other was at work too, so it was like right. I was just here, you know, by myself, so, doing nothing. I- I do want to say, uh, Brolo, I, I experienced the same thing. And this it's been quite a few years for me, um, in all honesty, because uh, I have, I'm not going to say I have the seasonal depression thing, but this time of year is my favorite one because it's cool. But my mom kind of like raised me on this, like we, we, we've we been set to this idea, like we spend fa- spend time with family around this time. Right. It's not really the holiday. I don't really care nothing about the holiday at facts, all. Facts, facts. You know, being, being like, what, 1,200 miles <laughs> away from yeah. like basically all of your your family outside of what you have as a like my my core family right now is technically here like my right. wife and my kids but you know my mom my dad my cousins like, who are like brothers to me uh polo and you know everybody else like we used to spend those holidays together like i remember yep. you know thanksgiving we might be at polo house for a little bit and yeah. i'm gonna drive home and come kick it with mine yeah. and then i might drive around the corner and go get some of cj grandma um honey baked ham so i i get it while i don't really care about the celebration celebration it's always about the the well not the holiday i don't really care about the holiday but it's the the celebration with those people yeah. that i miss i, I do kind of experience a little bit of that too yeah. and it, it's hard to push through bro yeah, and, and maybe some of that is it, but normally it's just oh, from time to time to time, it, there's times where I feel this way. And again, I got to fight this. It's always something that gets me through it. Is it rather yeah. if it was, you know, six months ago, it was me working out a lot. Um, three months ago, it was me sleeping a lot. And then now it's been me just pushing through like games and stuff like games and then anime, literally what I do always anyway, <laughs> but those right. literally has been putting me in the, in the, in the okay place. And I'm thankful for that. I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, great stuff. Great stuff. Now it's a big episode. We're going to start off with episode of the week this week. And it's funny because I don't know what tells is and I got minds, but I think ours is the same and it's fucking insane. If it's the same, because this show sh- would never you asked us last week would this ever <laughs> it will probably be not never <laughs> specifically but tell, what, what was your episode i can't remember when i've ever had this anime as episode <laughs> oh okay so maybe it was possible that it was at one point because for me it never was it never was even close yeah i don't i don't think i've ever had it but it's dr stone this week for me okay okay i had a dr stone as an episode of the week great yeah, episode it was a phenomenal episode now i i I, I did have some competition with specifically this, this week's episode of JJK, but we, we knew this was coming. But yeah, Dr. Stone got episode of the week for me this week just because it's like, to me, this felt like one of the most, I guess, like I just love what Sinku did in this episode, bro. It, it was a lot. It was He's a back. lot that was real good. So yeah, Dr. Stone was my episode of the week this week. He's back to, it's back to what makes the show great. And we talk about that all the time. It's, it's, it's the way they maneuver and it's progression pushing through like scenarios that, that it feels like we're getting somewhere. Um, right. My episode of the week this week is definitely different than yours. Yeah. Even though Dr. Stone was great and it was, it was almost Spy Family again because that was another great episode. But it's Protocol Rain. Well, hey, hear me out though. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, this show is, again, we talk about how bad it is all the time. 
because it is. It's essentially bad, and yeah. the name doesn't make any sense to for what the show is. It just nothing makes sense. The animation is poor. Like everything about it is actually poor. Yeah, but the, if you're watching it, this this turn this 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 is the turning point of this particular episode. It was really interesting. It was a mm-hmm. it was actually a very interesting dynamic between characters that you kind of feel like eh, about, and then it's like a weird juxtaposition between these between this family dynamic that's weird and it kind of got what it was what it was deserving and at one point and it was sad mm-hmm. at another point and it was you like yeah hell yeah at another it was it, it was a, a roller coaster of emotions interestingly enough and again what nobody's watching protocol right we I, no we one. know it um but it's tell sleeper so we have to and again I like this episode a lot this week I have to give it to it while there's other episodes that was great this week and I know they were 10 times better than this show. This show deserved my episode of the week only because it was so. Um, they cleaned up the act a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, essentially. And it got interesting. So, yeah, that was my episode of the week this week. I thought okay. you were going to go there, too. I was I was shocked. No, nah, I actually I did. I did have some comments I wanted to bring up on Protocol Rain. And it was mostly like. The 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 family and how they're dealing with this. uh Situation, yeah, very and realistic in the sense as far as what the mother is doing, right? You know, like I mean, mm-hmm. she's a parent. <laughs> true, true. She, she's doing what a, what a mother should be doing, but it's like, um, I was wondering, like, do you feel like the 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 family dynamic in terms of how they're thinking about the rehabilitation and whatnot? Like, I almost feel like maybe that's getting a little campy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, w- I would have thought that before this episode, yes. Right, right. That's what I was meaning, though. Before this episode, I was feeling like it was getting a little bit more campy. Like, it was getting quite a bit irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, like, from the previous episode, I really, really enjoyed the fact that they kind of, like, stepped the game up in t- terms of, like, understanding how to actually be a pro gamer, like, scouting and stuff like that against. I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's yeah. cool. And then we get into this episode that's continued, but then they build the the they build into like you said they're they're talking about that family dynamic a little bit more, and it's mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, this is this is before this. Yes, I would one hundred percent. I was like, this is a little a little campy. And, yeah, it, very, it was very it was very Disney Channel esque yes. at first, and then it started like get a little weird at the very end of that episode before this one, and then this one is like gets a little bit more weird, and then even even the owl, the sleeping owl dude. That came through and was was speaking what he was speaking. I'm like, interesting twist there. Because mm-hmm. if that's the case, then that wouldn't make a lot of sense as to far as as far as where we are now. And it's a good it's a good little tug and pull, which is stuff that I like in stories, man. That gives yeah. you a nice little tug and pull with characters and, and situations that very very intriguing. We so we were we were definitely not expecting any kind of decent story elements no. from this show. <laughs> not at all. Not even decent oh, character man. development at all. But it's here. It's here. It's. it's I mean, it's sparse and something to it for sure. Uh, you say what? They gave something to us this week for sure. For sure. For sure. It's very interesting. Um, but uh, there's a couple of new things that I watched before we get into the main topic. The main topic, I promise you, is coming. Y'all gonna love it. Um, but before we get into that, I watched a, f- a couple of new things that I want to quickly touch on really quick. Yeah. Uh, I watched season one and two of Kaguya-sama Love, and War- Love is War. 
Now, for those of you that has been listening to Mike Check White for for a long time, you remember me saying I couldn't. I started season one of Kage Summer Love Is War the, 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 like the day it released because I was excited about it because I read the manga. I read all of the season one in like one day. It was phenomenal. But the reason why I watched episode one, it was subbed and I watched it and I'm like, ah, this is just exactly like the manga. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not getting anything new out of it. I didn't feel right. it was just everything that I've already read. So I wasn't that intrigued by it. So I'm like, you know what? I got this urge to watch a slice of life because I watch data live or data live. Mm-hmm. I watched season four of that. Season four is the season, like there's a new season of that coming out. There's, yeah, there's four seasons. The fifth season's coming out next year. So I'm like, you know what? Let me watch four. Watch four. Four was phenomenal. I love the relationships between all the girls and, and, and the, the the fun harem shit that goes on to him doing this little dating mini. It's a great show. I like that show a lot. But it made me yeah. want to watch more dating scenarios and situations. So I turned on Kage Summer Love is War. But I turned it on dub. And I promise you I found the second best dub of all time when it comes to Kaguya Summer, because number one is ReZero. ReZero has the best dub of all time. Okay, that's that's number one. That's but, me clapping. <laughs> but Kaguya Summer Love is War dub is one of the greatest dubs I've ever seen in my life. And I and I mm-hmm. mean this from the bottom of my heart to the top of my soul. It's so fucking good. Uh, Ian St. Clair, he's the voice, he's a voice of Brooke in One Piece dub, or yeah, in One Piece dub. His voice as the narrator in Kaguya Summer Lovers War took Kaguya Summer Lovers War to new fucking heights for me. It was mm. so good. I'm talking, I'm crying laughing, Montel. Like serious crying laughing at some of the shit that's so funny with the way he he narrates it. It just cause it just it has that American tone to it. And he 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 kind of like he playing with it. It's like he's having a fucking black. He's the best character in the show, and he's the fucking narrator. It's incredible. Right, right. And then the voices of Kaguya and, and, and Sh- 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 Shinoge are fantastic as well. They fit them so well. When you read in the manga, this is what you see. Like, I see it better than I see the Japanese sub when I'm reading the manga. Mm-hmm. Like, the 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 um, the emotion and the emotion is just being silly, uh, over dramatic, over dramatized like situations. And that's what Kaguya Summer Lovers Warriors. But this dub incredible I still got season three and I got a movie to watch so I can't wait yeah, I was gonna say I only watched season one of that and it was because of you yeah um I thought season one was actually pretty pretty good it was great um but obviously I didn't dub. read it either I didn't read it so season one was good to me but I can't understand why you had that hard time I might have to pick up that dub no this, definitely it's, it's so I promise you it's so different than a sub man because the narrator he's fine and it's up, but it's not as it doesn't have as much character because again we don't yeah. speak the Japanese language, so we yeah, don't no, no. understand the inflections and, and and the dramatic parts of it. But in English, it's Ian St. Clair fucking showed his ass. Like he he became top five for me and like dub voice actors, period, because that shit is so fucking good, dude. It's so like I was crying laughing. I'm like, yo, this shit was not just funny in a manga for one. I'm like, it was funny. I laughed. Well, the yeah. way he just put his little spin on it was great. It was great. Um, and then, like I said, Data Live was, was was good to watch. And I think that's, I think that, well, there's another thing I watched, but that's part of the main topic that's brand new. Um, but that's it. Yeah, that, those are the only two things. So two two seasons of Kaya Summer Lovers War I watched. Yeah. Data Live I watched the whole season. So I watched, that's like 36 anime right episodes right there. And then I watched our normal stuff. 
Oh yeah. And this is this is me being as honest as I am as far as my taste goes. This episode of Undead Unluck was fantastic. This was a fantastic episode of Undead Unluck, and I mean that again from the bottom of my heart to the top of my soul. I still don't think the show is good, but this episode, if this is where it can go, I like it a little bit more. I think this episode was great. Oh, it was the emotional part that got you, like the emotional intrigue, and was that it? Um, Kind of, yeah, yeah, but I think it was more so of, of watching them all work together. Okay, yeah. Watching that part was fucking fire because it was like, you could tell they've been working together for a long time while we thought they were like the evil corporation the entire time. They have some morals in them that seem- And there's reason. Yeah. That seemed legit and that seems reasonable. So with that, that kind of brought me closer together to the other characters. I still don't like Andy that much. I still think he stinks as a character. Foucault is Foucault is, is is great. Obviously, she's she's literally the glue that holds that that keeps me watching that show. But Andy stinks. He's he's garbage, like a trash character to me. And this whole Super Saiyan 3 transformation, I don't like it at all. <laughs> but it was good for me for me to grow closer to the other, the table. Because I like the way they move. I like I like the way they operate. And also remember, it's not technically a transformation. It's Andy is the transformation. Andy is this the transformation. That's true. It's the real, that's the real him. The 200 years of experience him. Mm. So hopefully, if it continues on this track, my mind can sway. And again, I don't mind that at all. I love for me to be like, yo, this shit sucks. So this shit is great. And Dr. Stone is a perfect example because season two stunk. And it stunk. Yep. And what's funny as tell is when I talked about this on Twitter a long time ago, a lot of people agreed. Season two fell off, including, you know, black anime or uh, was it off black mag now? Uh, it's They all agreed. Like, it was bad. And I think we had a, we had really good justification for why it felt like it fell off, you know? 100%. The pacing was bad and like, like I just said with the campiness it was really campy on that over explanation of things it didn't move in a in a way that made it feel like anything was pertinent even though we know that this is about to get serious this is a serious scenario you know what I mean it, yep. didn't, it didn't feel like they were moving like anything was serious like none of this really made it didn't make a difference and then it's cool to see that like it's a lot all that work they did before in like season two can kind of culminate into what we're getting now. Right. But they they still could have done that better. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because what it, it, what it was was it was the Stone Wars, right? So the Stone Wars, it did all this building and slow-paced fucking inventions and nonsense moving to get to the Stone War for the Stone War to be the most anticlimactic part of the entire season. It was the most lackluster piece of the entire show, but it was called Stone Wars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was super disappointing. Season three, on the other hand, popping the fuck off, we bypassing bullshit and we just kind of moving through the progression of the underlying story, which is spe- very special to me. And so I know yeah, I said that was the last thing, but I do have one more thing, but go ahead. I was going to say, and the villain this time around is like, dope. the villains have been, been pretty cool, but this villain for me, it's like the conniving, the, yes. the and even the presence of them because like the eyes and whatnot, mm-hmm. this villain feels like they're almost as smart as Senku. So it feels good because all the other villains have been more like brutes and whatnot. So right. this was like someone who's trying to outthink Senku, and it was it was 
it gives us a different taste, a different sure. element that we weren't getting before. It's funny because even though he's younger than Senku in the technical basis, mm-hmm. you could tell his age helped him kind of like work through a lot compared to the others, which were just brutes, as you said. Right. Great, great points. Okay. And the final thing I want to get to before we get to the topic, I promise you I'm going to get to the topic because it's a couple of people who I want to thank for this topic and we're going to get All to right. that soon. But before that, I was on Twitter again. And this is this is the uh, the tweet that I put, and I want to and I want to clarify because Twitter is only a certain amount of characters. Even though we're verified or whatever, we could put paragraphs if we wanted to, but I don't like to fucking write that much. So especially when it comes to Twitter, because it's just I don't I don't care that much. But I said if Returners Magic, uh, if a, if a Returners Magic should be special has Shangri La's animation, I think uh, most would be singing his praises instead of Shangri La's, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I said that because I'm watching Shangri-La. I watch it and I continue every I'm going to get to the Shangri-La later. I'm watching the Returners Magic first, actually. And I'm like, man, if this shit had better animation that wasn't as stiff and stoic as it is during these fights that seemed like they could be insane. Yeah. Like this show would be nobody's talking about this, this show, period. Like nobody. And somebody replied to the comment. His name is Metamorphosis or at Tendo Six Paths. He says, it's a nice watch, but I find myself getting distracted from it easily. Talking about a Returners of Magic. And I agree. I get distracted from a Returners of Magic often too because of the simple fact is it just don't, it don't really show, like it, it feels like I'm watching fucking, um, what's the show with just screenshots? Um, <laughs> the, the soccer one. Uh, Blue Lock. Blue Lock. I feel like I'm watching Blue Lock a lot of times because of the animation is very, it's like fireball and it's just, and it's like, it's, it's very light and there's no real movement or flow with it. Mm-hmm. If it just looked prettier, I think people will be fucking screaming the show's praises. Yeah. They use that dynamic background as much as they possibly have like the, the, the main character in the spot and the background is just moving to show that there's motion. And, and yeah, that's, it's obviously cheap, but it's, it's dull to look at. And I think it, it would be so much better if it had that Shangri-La's like gravitas and the impact that it does when whenever yeah. he's moving and fighting a monster. The polish. Yeah, the polish. Yeah, exactly right. Now, as far as Shangri-La is concerned, shout out to one of our Patreon producers. Make sure y'all check out that at Dad Needs to Talk podcast. If you look in the description of the YouTube video, he's at it. So it says at Dad Needs to Talk. Just click that and it takes you to his YouTube channel. Subscribe because he has a dope podcast. He's a great great one of our compatriots he's he's phenomenal and i always re- i respect anything he says so i just want to make that clear but he says every time y'all bring this up i get confused i really like how uh, returners looks and it's been far more consistent than something like kingdoms of ruin also i think uh slf <laughs> i think also SF, slf is easier to grab based off the gaming stuff versus what's going on in returners now based off the gaming stuff now i want that's what i want to talk about as far as shangri-la frontier Okay, and it's about to sound fucking just egotistical and narcissistic, but just stick with me because I promise you I'm not any either one of those things. Okay, but hear me out. Okay, and I and I mean this from like a very respectable point. Now I'm not saying that I'm the only person that feels this like feels this way about a video game show. Okay. I I am a gamer. Everybody says that if you are a gamer, you will love Shangri La. I don't think I know anybody as much of a gamer as I am. Specifically, when it comes to the genre of games that Shangri-La is, I'm an right. MMO gamer. Like, I my career is streaming MMOs. Like, I that's 
It's literally, I have always been doing. Always been doing. I have almost 5,000 hours in BDO. I have 700 hours in Lost Ark. I have thousands of hours in WoW from back in the day. I have hundreds of thousands of hours, well, not hundreds of thousands of hours, but thousands of hours in RuneScape. Like, I, there's games that I've played so much of, specifically mm-hmm. MMOs. Like, it's all I've ever done. Even Star Wars The Old Republic, I have 500 hours in that. Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls, hundreds and 500 hours of that at least. MMOs are my thing. So watching Shangri-La, which is based off of an MMO of somebody like of somebody playing a VR MMO and mm-hmm. and and like the whole gaming aspect of it with the leveling and the, and the status effects and the things that goes on with the criticals and shit like that. That shit doesn't make any sense. Any fucking sense whatsoever. Like from a from a gamer's perspective, it's pissing me off because it doesn't it doesn't even vibe with the whole MMO thing. Now, I get it. It's a VR. So it's it's all about the way you move. I guess per se, and like the, like the way he's earning skill. The only thing that's cool about it is it has critical attacks, I guess, but it doesn't it doesn't really show me anything. And and uh, just to add on top of that, kind of like how would you say about Overtake that if Overtake didn't have the the racing in it, it would still kind of be Overtake. You know, what I mean, it would still yes. be the anime. If you took the gaming aspect out of Shangri-La Frontier, it would still feel like a very similar show. You know what I mean? Like it, the gaming aspect is like they don't have to add in the critical strikes. They don't have to add in any of that fluff. It would just, just be say, another Isekai. It would just be another Isekai. And okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the gaming part isn't, like I said, the most appealing. It's more about like the unique the unique encounters with these monsters and, and how they're going to build up to that. But then it almost feels like a lot of it isn't built on actually showing us exactly those points and how we're getting there. And, that, and that's exactly where I was getting to. So it has, what it has is the only unique thing about it is those unique monsters that are so uh, daunting. Like, right. Like when you fought the liking gun, like that was cool. And the fact that he right. got this effect when he lost and that was the best part about the entire, show that was the only time the show was good other than that it's just been a bunch of filler nonsense and the episodes have been 12 minutes long because at the end of a lot of them there's four minutes of a of a bullshit side story that means nothing because it's just it's like it's literally four minutes full of just nonsense if you look at my Crunchyroll listing it don't even have anything to do with what's going on in like the, the show itself. It's just a bunch of silly gag shit at the end to kind of extend it, which makes the episodes be 25 episodes long. So it's there's nothing really going on in Shangri-La until t- this last week's when y'all hearing this. It'll be Tuesday when y'all hearing this. So last week's episode, when they decide, when Pencil Knight decides to form this party to then go after one of the unique monsters. This is the mm-hmm. first time that I said this to Rob. This is the first time they put a Karen on the stick for somebody to, for us to chase something. Before it was him just doing all this weird shit. And it, the problem is if they didn't handicap him by putting, I don't know, the by handicaps putting on him. <laughs> the handicaps on him, it would be far more interesting to, to watch him grow. Now I get it's going to be some more shit going on later down the road that probably rewards him for what he's been through. It, I mean, it has to, because other than that, like this unique scenario he's been going through, it won't mean shit. But it's like the gaming aspect of it isn't what's keeping me. The story isn't what's keeping me because it's just a bunch of running around screaming and and, and kind of like regular isekai shit that has no lasting effect on anything. And then the like the main character fucking blows. He's, he's boring. He's, he's There's nothing to him 
whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Other it's than like, he plays trash games. It's like Black Clover, but Isekai. It's like Black Clover, but Isekai. It's a good way of putting it. There's nothing, crazy. There's nothing to him whatsoever. Uh, hopefully that changes. Hopefully, you know, some growth, some 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 progression happens. Now with this carrot, with the pencil knight and the other part in the uh, pro gamer all coming mm. together, in the trash gamer all coming together to fight the unique monster. That's what I'm interested in seeing. Maybe yeah. they conquer it. Maybe they get some cool shit. Maybe it leads to some fucking other PvP battle. Like it could it could or be like more. World changing dynamics, that yes. kind of thing. Like, okay, now everybody knows that this unique encounter happened, right? So right. it's like now the whole world has changed. Exactly. Exactly. So to clear up the confusion, this is why we say Shangri La isn't is it's pretty to look at. You know, and also shout out to Aaron from uh what's what was formerly known as Black Animators now what do you say? Yeah, off uh off black magazine. He says, I agree that returns magic animation is generic and it makes the anime worse. However, it's not just anime that makes Shangri La uh more attractive anime. It is. It, and it, hon- <laughs> it honestly is. Like I said, if you're if you're if you're a gamer and if you play the mm-hmm. games I do, which is what this game is based off of, the MMO aspect of it is probably the least compelling part about it because it's it's fucking it logically don't make any sense whatsoever none of you also you and i are not fans of the same like i I like rpgs but i don't like mmos all that much like i'll play them but they're not like my big thing right my favorite mmo that i did play was runescape if we're being real so it's like realistically that's where it has been hard for me and me looking at this anime uh, where I know we share similar views on like how some of these things should line up. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the same that like, yeah, it's nice to look at. And even if I just turn off my brain, I'm like, yeah, that was a cool episode, but I'm never going to say that it's tying me down or pulling me in with anything until we get to like this moment. Like it's sad that a, a four or five minute conversation was the best part of this anime. Right. <laughs> Right, and it's, it's it's rough, man. It's rough. Now, I hope that clarifies the confusion a little bit. And again, I'm not saying that to be like a cocky asshole or anything about, oh, I'm played so much, so many hours again. No, I'm I'm saying that because this is exactly like I don't just play Assassin's Creed or I'm not playing fighters or I'm not playing Call of Duty. I'm playing all kinds of JRPGs, MMOs, CRPGs. Like I play them fucking all, and I play them all for hours and hundreds of hours. I have 900 games in my Steam. It's so much. That like video game like concepts and and, stre- and and styles that I've seen that this ain't this ain't a video gamer's paradise. If you like video games, you'll love Shangri La because that is not the case, not the case yeah. at all. Because if you love video games and if you go as deep as as you know I do in some of the min max and the stats based stuff, shit makes no sense. Shit makes no. Well, I, what's also what's cool though is seeing like when they go into the game store, seeing like generic versions of real life video games. Like seeing those covers, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool, you know. But I, other than that, who cares? Like, it's not, it's not why we there. But I digress. Hope that clears it up for you, uh, Rob. I love, love you, bro. Love your conversation. Make sure y'all listen to his podcast. That needs to talk podcast. It's a phenomenal piece of work. Um, it really is. All right, now for the main topic. Sorry, it took us about forty minutes to get into that after our little rants here. But this is a very important topic because we have two very important two comments. I'm going to start off with one of our Patreon producers, T Money Fingers. The mm-hmm. GOAT. The GOAT. He says, um, let me pull it up here. Sorry. I had to pull it up, but I'm clicking around so much. 
He says, serious question for you. Um, is there an, an amount I can donate on Patreon to get you guys to watch Blue Eye Samurai? Understandable if not. I know you're busy, but would love to hear you two opinions. It's animation is not anime, but I watched it in one sitting and it was uh, and it was my whole Saturday. I think it's eight episodes and they're 45 minutes each and it was incredible. And he said, even if you just watch one episode, the only thing I want to say is from the beginning, he's talking about how the English is takes place in the Edo period, blah, blah, blah. But he's basically asked us how, <laughs> how much to, to, to get us to talk about a topic. Now, it's funny because you're a weep, okay, which... I mean, we're all weeps, but you support us at the weep tier, which is the Patreon producer tier, which gives you the right to then ask us to talk about some, anything you want. Like, so, mm-hmm. I mean, and even if you, you wasn't a Patreon supporter, if you just hit us up and say, hey, I want to I wanna talk to y'all about something, just let us know and we'll, we'll probably do it. Uh, but yes, we've watched all eight episodes and I also want to go to, sorry, I'm going to somebody else who actually commented on our YouTube video. Okay. Uh, uh, hold on, sorry. There we go. Comment on our YouTube video. Who's who's been in our community for a long time? He's been in our Discord for a while. But he says, uh, "It's aliens exist." He says, "Y'all oh. looking well." Yeah, yeah. What's up, Foss? <laughs> he says, y'all looking well. Love the setup. Not sure if this is the type of anime y'all will watch, uh, but we saw one on Netflix recently called Blue Eye Samurai. I thought it was pretty good. Now, respondent said, bro, thanks so much for the comment. Come back next Tuesday, actually. So this week, we're going to talk about Blue Eye Samurai. We both watched it all. It, it is a cartoon. It's on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, um, damn, this would have been a good one to review, but uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about it and. I think we're going to spoil it. Yeah. Cause well, I think I, I, it's hard to not. Yeah. Cause it's really hard not to spoil it. So if you haven't watched blue eye samurai on, um, Netflix on Netflix, uh, come back or go past the break and, and go to the spoiler section or turn the podcast off. If you haven't uh, talked to or read, watched any other things we're going to spoil, which is what we're going to spoil after the break free ring. Uh, yeah, if we can do free run, you want to do Dr. Stone? We can do Dr. Stone. And, and then Blue Eye Samurai. No, Blue Eye Samurai is we spoiling it now. So. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, maybe uh, JJK. Yeah, yeah, let's do JJK. That's perfect. So if you haven't watched all three of those, um, then turn the podcast off. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. And as always, Mike. Okay. <laughs> now, to go into Blue Eye Samurai. Um, first off, I want to talk general thoughts. Tell what did you think? Uh, I think that it was. It had a lot of really good elements to it, especially when it comes to like the fight choreography. Fight choreography wise. This is some of the best fight choreography I've seen. Like it was, it, it was, it was over the top in terms of the actual like that there. Story wise, I felt a lot of it was predictable. Um, I'm not saying it was a bad story though. Just, just predictable. Uh, but overall, it was a good watch. I didn't find myself getting bored. I thought the 
like the pacing if i was gonna rate it the pacing was solid like i didn't i didn't find too many lulls where i was just like what am i doing here what's the next move i always felt like i had a direction for it but so overall i felt like it was good just a little predictable really good Mm. yeah for me i thought it was great actually um Mm -hmm. everything you said uh times two basically i loved i i I enjoyed the story albeit as predictable as it was i don't I don't think it was as predictable, but I will I, say this. I will say this. Um, the entire show was great. Damn near perfect until the last episode. <laughs> the last episode probably, yeah, uh, I would say maybe about 20 minutes in. 20 yeah. minutes in and past. That's where it kind of was like, ah, okay, what the fuck is going on here? And then we're going to get into that, but you, start- you feel me. You feel me. I know you can feel me. I'm going to tell you exactly what I, yo, you feel me. I know you do. Start with the beginning of the show. I absolutely love the story. Like it yeah. is, it was so fucking just understandable. So well, so well paced in the way they interweave the, like the, the backgrounds and, and, the, and the things were just beautifully well done. It was amazing. Right. And I love how it tells the story of when the white man came to Japan and they and that uh, slowly started to integrate because Japan ain't no shit about white people back then. Like it was unheard of. Like I think mm-hmm. they even had more black people <laughs> than white people at the right. time of 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 where this takes place. And obviously this is all fiction. So with or not fiction, fiction. So it's a little bit different. But the the time frame and time period is is about the same. So it was. It was honestly very, very interesting, and it's to see her, him, them go through this because it's—I guess we were spoiling it. She's her, her, <laughs> to to see her go through this, it, not only as a a mixed mixed woman, but not only as a mixed person, but a mixed woman at that was so great, so yeah. great because it it, it it everything about it was her skill and and the fact that she fucking crafted her own sword from. Which they didn't really make clear, but from the the asteroid that came from the sky was it was phenomenal. It was, mm-hmm. The story was so good. It was so good. I loved everything yeah. about it. Like I said, until the last, until the first twenty minutes of the last episode, and then like before that, but past that last twenty minutes, I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, what's what is going on here? Yeah, um, but so yeah, to start off. I think it, it had a strong start, especially with like the the emotional grasp. Mm-hmm. And I think that their view at that time was very much so like what they represented here. You know what I mean? Uh, they that's what the Shogun was and that's what overcame the Shogun. Yeah. And, and essentially they they. They they did feel that way about white people and they I mean, they had other feelings about other people too, but you know, 100%. ridiculousness in terms of that, but it was like, it was, it was historically accurate in terms of, in terms of that. Now our main character, uh, her motivations and, and how, how these things carry out, especially from the beginning, I thought was really cool. Uh, I, I knew immediately, uh, that this was a girl though. That's what made me say yeah. it was predictable. It was yeah, like, I mean, her voice alone. It's the girl. And and how I didn't even look. I, I guess I technically didn't look at that, but the dub was solid. I, I don't know. I didn't even check if there was like a 
uh, a Japanese sub or anything like that. But yeah, because it's American made, so I didn't even look either. <laughs> I didn't even check for that. But the, and hear me out though. I love the voice acting in this. Me too. I felt like so I know I think I said last week that sometimes it was either last week or the week before where I said like sometimes that cadence and how they talk doesn't feel real mm-hmm. and Netflix is I think it's they nailing it on this because like I think Arcane they had cadences and when they spoke that felt like human and this had a very similar cadence when some of these scenarios happened that these conversations felt like there was an actual person who w- who wasn't just reading from a script, but they memorized those lines and then like internalized it and felt it when they talked. You know what I, I mean, mean? I mean, the difference is, is that they created American first, right? So like it's it's done in English and then dubbed in Japanese. So because of that, then that whole dramatization that that goes with the Japanese dubbing of stuff isn't there, right? Like you don't have it as as a theoretical or play like as you do <laughs> from yeah. the Japanese culture compared to for the American stuff. So it it's it, it's that is a very interesting point because it's like the stark difference between the way we do our cadence when it comes to like voice acting and just Mm -hmm. culture in general is so vastly different um, that it, it it does change the, the enjoyment of a show. (laughs) Like, like your point is, is so valid because when you watching dub and this is why people be like, I can't watch dub stuff because of that particular cadence. They just don't, you, you don't understand the inflections of Japanese if you don't speak Japanese. So it's like you don't necessarily hear how theatrical it sounds when you're listening to it in subbed uh, compared to English. And it just doesn't fit right in English because you speak English. So it's like uh, that shit feels weird. But if you can't suspend that disbelief and understand the difference between the two, then you obviously are going to not like dub as much. And that's why I, I tell people like the whole dub versus sub conversation is null and void because back then I'll tell you like 2006 seven and mostly 2008 dubs were terrible because the voice actors were like you know you know they they were new <laughs> so yeah. so but it's like they were rough but with with the dub for this though even and i know i know i keep talking about the dub even like the main antagonist that we get like this the way that this specific person talked felt different it felt like he even had a different cadence from everyone else in the show. Uh, oh my God. Sorry. Sorry. What's great about that is it goes to show like fucking Castlevania just for me was just like, it, like he was so bad because of the, the voices <laughs> are so bad. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. But, but every character that they introduced in these specific scenarios, it felt like, like even this character he wasn't Japanese. So his way of speaking, his cadence, and even how he addressed people, like even when he looked down on people, he had that monologue where he said, like, um, even when you're like planning to slaughter thousands of people, you still worry about honor. And he was like, we don't worry about that. And it was like that conversation, the way he talks is just vastly different than everyone else in the show and that made a very good like difference to me it was yeah. it was it was impactful because this character although like there are other villains in this show that that personification made these characters seem more person like you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it made me that's what really kind of helped you know lock it in it was like yo everybody is is vibing and i loved it it was a uh, it was real. It felt it felt realistic in terms of how they were speaking. So yeah, but I know I'm I'm like gushing over the the dub here. I can't I can't agree with you more. Like I I truly can't. And again, the main even the main character, she was so 
so good because again she had that that honorable t- uh honorableness to her but she was also very fucking like raw and you know what also i love the depiction of her not being super super powerful you know yeah. what I'm saying? she got her ass kicked a lot a lot rightfully so because you're going against 27,000 people or whatever yeah. she was she's fighting armies basically 1v1 she was putting in work straight one v4s she was putting in work 1v20 something hold up <laughs> yeah and even those 1v1s she that 1v1 against uh was Tiago whatever fuck his name was that one for one against yeah, she was kind of struggling until she took off them weights and turned into Rock Lee. That shit was fire. That shit was, the, show, the show was so good. It's like everything I watched was so good. I love the fact that it's a mature show. So the, the realism of, of the brothels and the nudity and the sex and the, I love when they have that shit in there, not just because it's nudity and sex, but because it's, it's, it's what it was. You know what it, I'm saying? Like, it's real to that situation or yes, that time. Yes. And it brings me, it brings me forward. You know what, what got me? Um, I think the turning point in this particular show for me, when, as far as what it was, was when they were showing her, um, when they were in, interweaving her past when she was doing the, the big brothel fight, right? When they were mm-hmm. interweaving her past between her and her, her mother forcing her to marry that guy and she wasn't for it, but he wasn't, he also wasn't a fucking douchebag and they started to come closer and closer together until she mm-hmm. shows him her strength. And then when she, when he sees that, it's like, you really are a fucking demon. You a so, monster. So it's like seeing that, that shit, that was got me like the most emotionally attached to the show because like, yeah, because her becoming like emotionally vulnerable when she, all she had was revenge on her mind and, and her, mm-hmm. you know, doing what she essentially got really good at when they, you know, was sparring or whatever. For him to just be like, yo, get the fuck away from me after they just shared the most intimate moment you could have. Right. It was rough and it was emotional. And I'm like, fuck, that sucks, man. That That's rough. During yeah. a time where she's fighting the hardest she's ever fought during that brothel fight, she's reminiscing on all this. It it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, that, that whole fight was crazy. Now, I want to talk about that part that lost you, right? Okay. Yes. And, so, and yeah. I want to talk about this because I'm going to tell you what made me feel like something ain't right here. Because I understand that this is a woman. And I understand that this is, uh, he's bigger than everybody else, but this, this, this white man is bigger than everybody else, right? He's the villain. Mm-hmm. He, why was his specific fight so hard? I mean, I mean, you said it. Like, you you think about it, right? The tallest these people are five seven. Hear me this, out. Is the, this is the Edo period too, so they're even shorter. Yeah, they're they're shorter than that. So I I, I understand. And this is also a, a mixed woman, so she's not tall either. But it's she, still she's like she's like five six, so she's taller than the regular people there. The toughest of people here. The only benefit that he really had was strength, but. Even if we're talking about in terms of training, but he was also, he, we, he was also a warrior too, though. Got to remember I, that. I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, he came over. He came over from the he came from with the a British, gun from the British and army. The, though, yeah, I get that. He came with guns. He ain't come with with years of hands <laughs> and, and swords. He maybe he did. I don't know. But I was he, like, yeah, but he was there for twenty years. So what do you think he did in that castle by himself? Sat on his paint. fingers. 
Ah, come on, man. Nah, he, he, he. But I was confused because it was like, I feel you. I feel you that he's supposed to be a hard person to fight. He's the final boss of the show. Not even that. Because I didn't feel like it was, I didn't feel like it was, uh, properly done but then you mix with the the fact that like you have the the princess who's having her moment and i don't feel like that was properly integrated with these characters as well like they they tried to merge these stories at the end and that fighting plus like okay this princess is taking her power back kind of thing kind of felt a little off to me okay so I'm gonna say that maybe we we don't agree on that, but yeah, that's we're very we, different. Towards the end, I was like, "What's going on here?" In like these last thirty minutes of this of this show. Yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but we're very different only because of the fact is that the the white man very very believable only because again these people are small Asian. They only fight with swords. They eat, you know, and this is. A, I'm obviously not trying to be racist, but this is like literal fact. They eat healthy, they eat healthy fish and right. You know what I'm saying? Like this is all stuff that is like he's eating milk and he got strong bone. Like it's just a bunch of different shit that that comes into the build of of a, of a white European man who yeah. sounded like he was from Ireland. Yeah, he was from Ireland. Yeah, so he was from Ireland. So he's like Nordic too. So it's like all this shit that kind of goes together with with just him having the, the natural strength. I believe that. What, what, where I had my problems were was with the with the march up to the castle. They come mm-hmm. in, they they assassinate the shogunite. Okay, mm-hmm. then she comes through. When she comes through, she's fucking chopping people up. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody in that room dead. Okay, why does he run deeper into the castle and not back out to his army that has guns? Yeah, you run out of the fucking door, the door you came in basically, because it seemed like he just walked in, walked in the doorway, and he's at the he's at the emperor. When I go back towards your army, if I out there where you have a whole army of guns, instead of running through this castle with this one person that has a sword, and you trying to run v one, nah, that don't that don't make any sense. And I'm gonna tell you why that characterization works for me, and I'm gonna tell you why. Like you said, this is a 250, maybe maybe heavier pound white man from Ireland, Nordic build, been. Eating his 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 custard, yep. <laughs> he, he got strong bones, and he also demonstrated beforehand that he does not fear these people in the slightest. When when, they, when she was coming up the tower through the traps and but whatnot, what you're saying makes sense. If he didn't fear, if he didn't fear him, but he ran scared. Right. He was scared when he was running from her. If you saw and, his face, said, oh, I, no. I understand that. But what I'm saying is this: I think that he was, and and this is this is what I'm thinking. As a person who's actually scared, right? Like, let's say you're realistically scared. Yes, he would have ran back to the army because he knows that for sure they fire those guns. It's a wrap, right? That's it. He ran somewhere where he can shoot the fair ones, the one v one. And I think as a, I'm saying this is what I'm saying as a as an overconfident. We just talked about how he's talked about how he's not honorable. I understand that. I'm not saying honorable. He's saying he. I'm thinking he he feels at an advantage somewhere else. Cause she got to drop on them in this scenario. Yeah, I don't now that I'm not thinking. I'm not saying it's good writing, but I'm saying I understand the characterization of someone who's overconfident sure. doing something that don't make sense. Cause like if you were scared, common sense says go to where you feel safe at, and that's with the guns, bro. Go. I'm telling you now. Go back to that scene where she first just just that one scene. If you can, I pr- promise you, go back to that yeah. scene where she dives in and she's chopping people up and, and chopping him up. He's like. 
Oh, like no, his, I remember his, it vividly. His, his eyes get big and he starts scrambling away from her, like scrambling, uh-huh. scrambling away from her in the castle. That's yeah. not. That's not like oh, follow me. Let's take these. Let's take this shit outside. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna run you. Fair one. Yeah. No, he's like oh my god. No, all he had to do was run the opposite way. He ran towards towards his fucking army and shoot him up. Like put right. a nine in him. This so story would have been done had you done been, that. It would have been done had you done that. So, like, logically, that part didn't make sense. And this is where it starts to collapse because it gets further into it. Now they're fighting, which is cool. The fight is going exactly how, it's, how it is. And this is where we talk about it becoming predictable. You know, fire gets set. It spreads everywhere. Blah, 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 blah. Right. The whole princess thing. Now, I'm, I'm with you to a certain extent. Her... Because she was fucking moving, she, the way she was about to take over that son, she was about to, yeah, she was about to swing that shit. And that shit was dope. And I enjoyed that part. That me was me too, me too. So I understand that part. And then when her 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 boy get killed, that whole emotional breakdown part is, it, 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 I I felt it too. But mm-hmm. her just fucking completely throwing Tango, whatever his name was, to the side like that, ah, that didn't yeah. feel real. It didn't feel real. And then towards the end of that, she she pulls up. On the mother, and it's burning. It's all burning down. And I'm glad your wife survived. Blah blah blah. Then it jumps to our main girl. When it jumps to our main girl, she's on a f- like she's talking to him, and he's like, "I I got London or whatever the fuck." And they're on a boat and in the cage. Wh- that part to me, I'm like, "What the fuck happened? How are you gonna put him in the in the cage on a boat when this man just literally assassinated the shogunite? Why yeah. do you have the authority to put him on a boat in a jail cell?" And go across to London, but like everybody, like did you escape and with him? Did you pick him up and put him in the fucking you know, in handcuffs? Like what the fuck was that? And a lot of that right there, everything you just said, I was like, wait, what? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and to me, it makes less sense to think that if I would have rather them have just killed him because, and I, and like I said, this is why I'm, I'm like thinking in my head, if you kill him. Those same white people you're worried about, they're going to show up eventually anyway. 100%. If I take him there, we get there. They have weapons, guns, and stuff that we don't have that we are too honorable to use. We pull up. We got your your boy in a cage. How the fuck did she get him in a cage? Was she tie him up with rope? I don't, I'm confused. Like, when did it happen? Like, when did you tie him up with rope? When did you take him to a dock? When did. Any of like the the the, the queen or the, or you know the shogun's uh, ex wife or widow widow you know when did she say hey you can take him on a boat like it just happened she was just on a boat mm-hmm. and they were on their way there to London like none of that part just did not make any sense it's like it was rushed to to get to the next part and specifically to me just hear me out I'm gonna just say this uh, that man said a lot of things that to me in my mind. I would have instantly been like, well, you know too much about how I was discarded as a child. You're my dad. I'm just going to kill you then. And I can move on with my life. You know too much. I, and I, I get that you want to get all four of them. He, he said everything that happened to you as a child. Yeah. Some off the list and just move on. Like, if they show up, they show up. It is what it is. And I know you want your revenge, but it's like... That part. he said too much. He said everything, right? He didn't he say everything from the beginning? Yep. I'm just like, why is he not off the list? It would. He should have been off the list. 
it did, none of it makes any fucking sense that that little the whole little last part of him running deeper into the castle of him getting then being defeated and then being on the fucking ship that part blew the hell out of me because even mm-hmm. if that's not the case Mattel even if that's not the case let's say he tells her all this information why not fucking kill him and get on a boat to London why would you need to bring him why would he need to get handcuffed like I don't understand how he gets arrested and thrown yeah. on the boat you know what I'm saying like who who supplied the boat I'm so it's all it it was all the pacing was so good and the storytelling was all so good and made it made the most logical sense. I mean, outside of you know weird superhero shit that you know anime or cartoons have, but it all made sense all the way up into that this particular piece of the show made zero sense. You know what I'm saying? Like it just didn't make no fucking sense right there. Yeah. I I'm I'm happy you agree with me there on there too because yeah, bro. No, I was so confused. I'm like, wait, what? Why does it all this just happen? And even if, even if they just cut to black and didn't show anything else from her, and just show the princess like, oh, I'm about to make these moves, and just ended it there, then that would have been better. <laughs> I think it would have ended left a better taste in my mouth than him being on this boat in the last few minutes out of fucking nowhere. I don't know, but we are getting a second season. Clearly, I'm glad. Yeah, I mean. I imagine we get at least two more seasons. Yes, yes. Based on how that how that ended, I feel like we're going to get at least two more. Yeah, but overall, great show, great choreography, great animation, um, beautiful art. I loved it until the last thirty five minutes of the episode. <laughs> you tell. Yeah, it was fire, bro. I think that. Um, the only things I can knock from it is, like I said, a little bit of that pacing. And then, like, I felt like it was a little predictable. But, like, even there were so many scenes I thought were, like, amazing. Like I said, the fight choreography, even the monkey scene. <laughs> Everything that happened after that was amazing, too. Was with, like, sick. the yeah. ogre dude getting, getting engulfed in flames and knowing that that's just her imagination from being drugged or whatever. Yep. It, there was a lot of it that just, that was good. Some of it, some, so much of it was good. And, yeah, I think it was a great watch. And I'm excited for season two to see what we get there. I just hope they tie up some of these weird ends. Yeah, like come back and tell us what the fuck exactly happened before you. That shit was a bit mad weird. All right. Yeah, I, I watched the, the the credits and got to the end to see if they they show. <laughs> <laughs> like, show me what happened there. Yeah, confused. yeah, that was so confusing. A very enjoyable show. Well, we hope you enjoyed that little section of Blue Eyes Sam Rock conversation from us. We're going to take this quick break and come back and spoil all of the things we talked about before. We'll be right back after this.
and welcome black to episode 231 i might check waifu waifu uh welcome to spoiler talk where we discuss spoilers for the current season uh three shows from the current season we're gonna start off with free rent episode 13 uh you know what let's uh audible 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 uh hawk usa blue 42 jjk let's start with jjk episode 19 okay so so quick audible on that jjk episode 19 um because it's, it's coming it's coming to a head you know yeah so i'm gonna start for me and this is about to sound crazy i i don't feel emotional Mm-hmm. Like when we lost uh, Nanami, I didn't feel emotional. When we lost, or quote unquote, lost, uh, what's her name? Nabara. Nabara. Uh, I didn't feel emotional. For some reason, man, reading it fucks me. I'm learning. But I'm also wanting to just fucking read at this point. Like I'm, I'm kind of like, okay. I'm I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because because I read it all because I know exactly what's gonna happen. I'm not that emotionally invested in the scenes when they happen. It's cool to see, but something about it where I'm just kind of like disconnected, and maybe because I know what's coming, that it feels like because I'm I'm already spoiled in this in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. I don't feel as connected to the to, to the situations, but I still love the characters. I still love the show when I'm watching it. Like I'm enjoying it, but I'm not. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not sad. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I don't know. I just don't feel. I don't feel anything. But, but did I, you feel it the, the first time you read it? You know what I mean? Did you feel like, oh man, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. That's fucked up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm See, like, oh, at some shit. point you felt it. Yeah. yeah. At some point you felt it. It's just right now you you already marinated on it, so it's like, okay, well, that's true. And it was so long ago. So so yeah, that's that's true. That's a good, that's a good point. But it's like. For, the whole show, this whole season, I feel so disconnected from everything. And it's like, I like it. I'm like, well, it's eye candy for me at this point. I'm loving the fucking mm-hmm. fights and the seeing them animated, but I don't care about any anything. And it's not the same as I don't care about the way I did with Attack on Titan because I just fell out of love with the dryness of those characters. I still yeah. love the characters. I'm still loving their sub performances. I'm still loving how it looks and, and plays out and, and everything that goes on with JJK, but I'm just not as invested. So for me, um, this is one of my favorite sub voice actor anime. Yeah, hundred percent. And I say this specifically for the fact of like we were just talking about like cadence, mm-hmm. and specifically these last like two episodes brought it out for me. And it's because of like, or let's say three, because it's really been three back to back. What ha- after what happened with Sakuna and Gojo, yep. or or Jogo, um. Sukuna's and how Itadori was acting, right? How Yuji Itadori was acting. His voice, and it's specifically his voice actor in like these specific scenarios, it sounds like shaken, right? Like he's mm-hmm. actually shook. Like whoever this Japanese dude is, got he had to be from from Broadway. He 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 he's a Broadway performer. He's because he sounds shaken in the yeah. way he's been talking for the last three episodes. And when he sound mad, he sound mad. Yeah. And it's like this has been some. This has probably been some of my favorite sub voice acting. It's been crazy, and that's what has drawn me in the most. Is that like I already know what's happening. I already know what's, what's cooked up. I already, I already know what's about to get delivered. But it's like the the voice acting and and actually feeling like man, this feel like UG actually going through some stuff right now. Yeah, 
he feel like he done murdered a whole town, um, a whole city. He feel like he just watched a mentor, well, not feel like, he just watched a mentor get explodey faced it in mm-hmm. front of him. Yep. Then he watched a friend, one of the, the first few friends he done made, also get explodey faced. Yeah. And I'm like, every time it's the it's the the visual reaction of his face that's well drawn. I appreciate the animators sticking to their jobs and doing this. Y'all deserve a vacation. But it, the the way it visually looks, and then you implement that voice acting into it. Like I said, some of the best sub voice acting I feel like I've heard. Agreed. I, I did. I definitely felt like emotion. Like, dang man, that's fucked up. Like I ain't get to. I ain't feel that in in reading it in terms of that part. But I do understand the disconnection because it's like, okay, we know what's happening. So it is what it is. But yeah, while while I didn't feel the emotional aspect of like, oh, she's hurt. Like the, oh my God, no, no, borrowed. Like, I didn't feel that. I did feel the performance. Like you said, the performance was fucking incredible. Yeah. I do. I do agree there. And it's just, and even the, the performance of, of the fucking uh, patch face, it's so good, hero, man. Yeah. yeah, so good. Like he, he very talented group of uh, very talented cast they have over there on the sub side. Yeah. Dub is a little rough for around the edges, but sub wise, it's it's fucking incredible. It's incredible. Um uh I don't remember if she's dead for real or not, to be honest. Um I think she's not, if I remember correct. I guess I shouldn't talk about that. Because that's manga stuff, but but I digress. Like I'm, I, <laughs> this 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 goes back to the rock in the hard place. I want to read it because of the simple fact. It's like I, like I want to go back to right when the season end, wherever the season end. I want to go back and reread where I was, where I was, and kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of just want to read it forward now. Refresh again. Yeah, refresh. It's because I, like I said, I got to chapter 181, so which is well beyond this particular part because there's a lot that goes on after that during this whole mm-hmm. thing, like the whole, you know, everything that goes on. And and I kind of want to read reread it up again, up until 180 again, just to, to kind of catch up and stick, probably stay there. Um, But I know, I kind of want to see what, what kind of happens too. I mean, <laughs> uh, you you stay spoiler free, so yeah. I mean, uh, I've, I, I've read past that, but I know it's gonna. I know what's gonna happen is that it's gonna ruin our conversation when it comes to this show because, like it did this season, like this season. If yeah. you compare it to us not reading season one and then just talking about JJK, the way we talked about it was so mic check, you know, that right. you, like people loved it. And then and now, now that we we've read it, we don't barely talk about it because it's like we we don't. It is what kind of keeps our Kometsu no Yaiba conversation so fresh, right? Yes, it's the fact that we just have no inclination of what's going on. We have no idea what's happening. Yes. So when it happens, that's it's, it is a raw conversation. Um. So I mean, yeah, realistically, I think that the best thing to do would be to stay refreshed where okay. you are. And not to continue to go forward if we're gonna keep it going because this is it. This is good. This is yes. So technically, I would say I'm probably season four with 180. If if the pacing is correct, I gotta remember what happens in 180. 
Um, yeah, I can't really say on the show. Um, well, uh, um, the uh, the game is coming to a head. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the next strongest, I'll just say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. He's fucking he's a straight demon. But I digress. Yeah, I, maybe I'll just go back and read up to 180 again and just stop and leave it stopped there uh, and not continue. So maybe in season four, it'll be fresh for us again. Well, probably not for I don't How far did you get? Did you, you don't market in your adding list, do you? No. The, the mongerese. How far did you get, chapter wise? I guess you could look at your show, Shojin, Shonen Jump app, right? Uh, I don't read on Shonen Jump. You thief. <laughs> Hold on. Because it's on Viz Manga. Oh, the same thing. All right, it's up to chapter 244. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, on chapter I'm... 238. Oh, so you've been reading the whole damn thing. The entire time. I wish I would have known that. Okay. Yeah, that's wild. I should you know, shit happened. I should just really yeah. read it all. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll read it all at this point. Because you, if you're already damn near caught up, then there's no fucking point to me being the only one behind. Like, make well, sense. eventually I'm not going to be caught up because if you're not reading no more, I'm going to stop reading it. You've been reading the whole time, though. You're 10 chapters behind. So we might as well read it and go from there. Maybe have a JJ T- JJK manga Monday or some shit, or my check manga or something. Yeah, the demon point. time. Yeah, at this point. All right, well, that's that's interesting. So uh, the JJK talk might be as, as kind of vague as it is, as it has been, but, you know, it's, it's still it's a great show, man. It's Matt, a phenomenal show, not a great show. Matt was doing their fucking thing. The sound design, music, animation, they're doing their fucking thing, so... I know if y'all wanted to hear us talk about it, I'm sorry, but we're gonna fuck. I'm gonna fucking read it now. I'm just, as soon as <laughs> I'm just gonna read it all <laughs> at this point. All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk Doctor Stone, and then say free rent free for last. One of my favorite episodes of Doctor Stone. Period. This was great. Yeah, I agree. This is a great fucking episode. I love the way he moves, man. It's just. It's so, at least in his past few, this this whole season, the way he moves made the most sense. Minus the whole rat car thing. Like, mm-hmm. his, his adventures are getting so out of control. At this point, you might as well have everything. But right. I like the fact that they're doing that because it's kind of just getting to the meat of, of what the, the premise and the, um, the situations are. So to see him pull... Um, Explain what they did when the um, when the beam was coming out to keep itself right. un oh my god to keep itself unpetrified was genius man and I love that oh my god and and it was great seeing him like real time hypothesize that all right maybe I just put my finger in it and and then see what happens there or maybe I have to try and set up a way and it was like what he did was was great because they they gave us that explanation yeah. and then gave us the fact that if he had done just one of the one of those two things he would have failed he would have lost 
and well, he don't he don't know up. he don't know. But what he, he's because this, this is what he said. He was saying like I don't know if that's the the uh, outcome of this, but it, instead of taking that risk, I'm gonna do what I know works. Right. No, what I'm saying though is after he did it though, when he did what he know works, he said that it seems like it it uh anything that would have been touched would have not been petrified, but everything else would have still been. Right. He would have lost that piece. He said his finger would have rotted off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I was like, Yeah, bro, like I love how the explanations went this specific episode. I love how our villain had his own explanation. He's got his monologue where he's saying, you know, he's realizing that these are not stupid people to fight. You know what I mean? It's yeah. hard to it's hard to fight stupid people because you don't know what a stupid person is going to do. But people who are smart, they're easier to predict because they're going to take the best possible course of action. Yep. And I was like, yo, yeah, the whole tug actually, of war I thing, huh? The whole tug of war thing, for instance, was yeah. the perfect example of that. I felt it. I was like, I actually don't know how Senku going to win this. Um, even when it came to the beam, I knew he was going to win because he's the main character. But I didn't know how he was going to win. Yeah. Because it's like, boom. We know right, the outcome. Not- we don't know the destination to get to that out- the, the, the route to get to exactly. that outcome. Exactly. And it, and they did a good job of, of giving us an impact with each turn yeah. they provided. And awesome. that's what made this episode so like, so good was that they kept giving us those turns. They gave us those explanations. They gave us the dy- dynamic between two geniuses fighting each other and trying to outcon and outthink the one, the other. It felt it felt like a game of chess, bro, but in action. You want to know what I'm loving best about this season two? What's that? Is, and it's about to sound so fucking cliche, but the loyalty within the kingdom of science that is forming between. They know, they know that if they just follow Senku's methods, things would it'd work out. It'll always work right. out. So everybody's Every- sacrificing themselves and and the the fucking even the the past enemies. Yep, the past enemies. The, the captain, uh, I forget his name. The captain, man, he's so fire. I didn't think I was gonna like him because when people when you yeah. introduce a new character, and we're gonna talk about this for free right too. When you introduce a new character, it's hard for you to feel like oh I'm. Uh, I don't nobody should join them right now because it I just everything who we got now is actually working so well and I don't want to throw off that dynamic yeah. he doesn't he fits the dynamic so perfectly even with his uh, egotistical like a rich I'm I want every I want to buy everything shit I love him as a character he's fucking phenomenal because he he just he understands and he believes in this shit and mm-hmm. like you said with the villain Mo, even Moe Moe's making that switch like yo I need to, I'm about to, I, I kind of fuck with the kingdom of science now. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I hope that, I hope they un, unpetrify him and I hope they don't unpetrify. No, Mo- Moise is the other bad guy. I'm sorry, you know, the it's bad the, guy. The, the stick dude. Yeah, the stick dude. Um, I hope they unpetrify him though. He was fucking, he's, he's a dope character too. But I digress. Like, it's, it's moving so fucking good that I can't, I can't even like, his name was Hyoga. Hyoga. That's what his name was. I can't even fathom how they could fuck this up. What sucks is the it ends at such a great point. Like, I want to know what happens now. We we won. Let's go. Let's keep it moving. But it's, again, shout out to people like Rob who just get to binge it through. Who's waiting for the dub. Like, mm-hmm. shout out to people who get to binge Dr. Stone because watching this week to week has been hard because every single episode this season has been fantastic and and it just leaves you wanting more in a very respectful manner, 
not in a blue ball way, but in a respectful way that's like, oh shit, let's go. What's next? You know? Man. And I'm I'm ready for more because they lined us up with some greatness this this time around, man. Right, right. Like what it now now we're gonna get to see what the aftermath of all this. Where does this start to where do we go from here? And I think I know we're gonna start develop developing the nitric acid and freeing the villagers and everybody that got caught and adding to the kingdom of science, which is gonna be dope. Um but I'm loving it. I'm loving Dr. Stone right now. And it's so crazy the stark difference between the, the then and the nows. Yeah, bro. Cause this this is this was phenomenal. This is a great episode. Definitely worthy of episode of the week for sure. Yeah, great season in general. Now, Ref Free. While the episode was was a lot more tame, still absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Because again, what I just said about Dr. Stone about the Madden character and kind of changing that hopefully changing the dynamic this character because i felt this way about stark at first i'm like oh don't bring him because now fern and and, and free run is like great those two are right. perfect you about to add this this guy who's kind of like a scaredy bitch i don't know about this and he fits perfectly now with this with what free run does well with this priest that they've uh are quote unquote temporarily traveling with now the way they developed him in just one episode just shows how good this characters the characters are in this show period like how do you develop crazy. how do you develop a character in 20 minutes freerun has the fucking answer like I, i'll tell you how <laughs> they ain't waste no time no time man no time wasted in developing him i yeah i like him i think he fits I think it's um the way they it again what they do always so well the way they intertwine free ones free ones past and the lessons she learned from joining the heroes party mm-hmm. implementing it into what the priest is going through because it it's just the same situation just a different person right and and, and they do a great job of of building that backstory and then having it culminate into what we see as the motivation or the driving force in the present. Absolutely. They did that so well. Uh, they gave us multiple backstories saying they gave us when he was a young kid yeah. to when they were adults. But now this is even 10 years later from that last original meeting. And we know the, the depth of this world that, or some of the depth of this world that we don't know what's going on with his friend, but if it's been 10 years, you know, it could be that he's just out here traveling. And mm-hmm. I love that so much of this show is about the time. So it's good. been 10 years. He was supposed yep. to be back in three. Yep. It's been 10 years. And it's like that amount of time is, is, is important, especially for a human. That's a long time. Yeah. It's a very long time. So I don't know, man. It's it, everything is so grounded. That's, and that's so weird to say about a fantasy show, but everything is so grounded to the point where it's like, it, that's what makes you more attached to everything. So the characters are grounded because you completely understand why he decides not to leave the village because he's waiting for his best friend to come back. This, right. And he's like, if I leave, what if he comes up? What if he shows up at year 10, at, uh, day 37? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if he shows up year 11, episode, day 56? You know, like, so me you leaving... You you leaving and missing something like that is rough, but you also like you you hear your brother talking like 
I'm not going to leave because he don't want to go anywhere else to where he has to take his brother with him because then his brother can miss the opportunity to miss out on coming to see his friend and then become an adventure with his friend. So yeah. the sacrifice his, his older brother took also made him feel guilty about wanting to leave and, you know, not leaving. And it's just, it all comes together in this emotional impact that is so crazy. It's so crazy. It, like, there's no excuse for any other show to have bad characters. That's just my, 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 my point. <laughs> you said there's no excuse? There no is excuse. an excuse. There's no. got to be an excuse, bro, because they wouldn't make bad characters if they could just write free-ring characters every time. That's what I'm saying. Like, you need, like, there's no excuse for Shane Roulotte to be as shallow as it is, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you you can write, you have 25 episodes. Instead of spending four minutes on on um, satire at the end of each episode, write, write more. Mm-hmm. Write more depth. You know, like, it's just... The, the death between overtaking and, and, and MF Ghost. Like, I'm in MF Ghost for the racist. I'm in overtake right. for the story. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, there's just, there's no excuse for bad characters. I even fucking like the, uh, shit called a playthrough of a certain dude's VR MMO life. Like, I'm yeah. liking that character depth, even though <laughs> it's not much, but it's there, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Free Run is perfect. It's definitely going to be anime of the year, probably. That's crazy. It's not crazy. It's it's on point. Yeah. So because they they ain't dropped the ball at all. Not one. Not one episode. Not one episode. I could say that I watched and was like, ugh, or like, what happened? Or I I, I hate that it feels like it's giving me Jobless Reincarnation vibes visually, but the story is like. It's different, but it just feels so like it's comfortable, bro. It's comfortable. It's a comfortable anime with with craziness in it, bro. It's so crazy because Jobless Reincarnation and Free Run have so much in common, but they're so different. Mm-hmm. They're so very, very vastly different between the like what's going on in Jobless Reincarnation compared to what's going on in Free Run, but yeah. they're so similar with the feel and the. It feels like it feels like Freeman was like, "Hey, hey!" Knocked on Jobless Reincarnation door. Like, what? What made you successful? What? What did? You, what was your formula? Mm-hmm. And Freeman was like, "Oh, that's what you. That's what you wrote. That's what you did. I'm gonna write it down." Yep. And they just said, "Let's do it." <laughs> and it was like in an alluring world. Man, it's crazy. It's all it takes, man. It's all it takes. And then like a goal, man. Fuck it. It's so hard. It's so easy for shows to have a goal. And us enjoy it. Like, if, as, as long as they're a goal or something, the, the carrot on the stick. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier to, to process, to manage, to watch, opposed to something that just kind of do stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And what they do, it, I'm glad you said goal, is that the current goal we have now is not always the goal. Yeah. They yeah. changed the goal without making it feel like the goal has ever really changed. Right. <laughs> and that's right. what makes it so crazy. It's like you change, and that's what that's what Jobless Reincarnation also did too. Yep. The goal would change, but it never really felt like it changed. And this show is also doing that, and it's doing it so well. Yeah. Because at first we were just traveling, collecting spells. Then we were heading to see the hero. Then we were heading to see uh, the priest. And then we were heading, and, and it's like, yeah, we're just seeing people. But the goal changes and shifted. Now we're trying to get to heaven, and it's like it didn't feel like it shifted, but the direction is so like, it's the way they're just delivering the direction is crazy. It's, it's crazy that you mentioned that because it only changed once when you think about yeah. it. 
her goal was to find spells to find her master's tome. That that was her initial goal. Bring flowers out. Yep, yep. And she did it for him too. Yep, yep. And and to pay pay respects, she finds the tome, and the tome leads to the next goal, which is mm-hmm. the, the goal, right? <laughs> so. Between those two small goals, there were small interchange, like small pieces of different goals that was interwoven within the the world that was just beautifully done. Man, it's it's a flawless show because again, it's nothing but travel, a travel with characters that you get to learn about, that you get to grow with, that you get to understand, that you get to. It's it's just phenomenal, man. I I don't know how this can even go wrong, like Kingdoms of Ruin did. I, I didn't even watch this most recent episode. I think I'm like ready to just. It was be garbage. Done. I think I'm ready to be done and just binge it all later. It is hit. actually bad. Yeah. <laughs> I let it hit my anime in progress and call it a day. Upset of the year. That's crazy, man. How fucking. What a fall off that is. Anyway, this is about fear and praise. It's perfect, man. It's perfect. I do want to say that um, our dating story is about to be get messy again. Oh yeah, that that was definitely a uh, like a precursor to some messiness. Yep. So, um, that sister, I feel you. I feel you, but I don't. Come on, man, you gotta chill. And it's not even a sister's. F- like, it's why is Runa upset? Sorry to add in a little spoiler talk for our dating story, but I, why? Because she heard her confess again and say like, "I know you don't. Yeah. I know it's not going to change." Like, so why did Runa get upset? And he never said anything that was Nothing. out of pocket, wrong. He ain't say, oh, well, I, I facilitate, I love and support your love. You should love me for sure. Right. He ain't do none of that. It was just like, I mean, it's her sister. And I, I get that. Maybe it's hard to hear your sister, but why be mad at our boy? Hell, my Ryoto. I don't get it. That's the part that's hard for me to understand. And maybe because it's, it's, it's written by a woman, so she understands why a woman would be mad at a particular situation better than I would. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Misconceptions happen. Misconceptions totally happen. So maybe she's like, maybe I should do this for my sister. Mm-hmm. Type shit. I don't agree with it at all, but that could be it. Anyway, I love the show, but I'm at Polo Bornflower on all social media. I'm at King Teliano on all social media. You can follow our social medias at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter, X, and at Mike Check Waifu, Waifu on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. And as always, my 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 check we are now tuned into mic check waifu waifu